0: Welcome to the Farm Safe podcast, brought to you by the Great Plains Center for Agricultural Health. In the blink of an eye, an injury can change your life and your farm forever. During each episode, we share firsthand stories and real-life tips for making safer and healthier decisions while on the farm. Today, we are going to learn about cattle feed yards in the Midwest and some safety information. The cattle feed yard sector has one of the highest injury and illness rates within the agricultural industry. Let's meet Dr. Athena Ramos.
1: Hi, everyone. My name is Dr. Athena Ramos, and I'm an associate professor in the Department of Health Promotion at the University of Nebraska Medical Center. I work in the Center for Reducing Health Disparities, as well as with the Central State Center for Agricultural Safety and Health. So we are also another agricultural health and safety center that is funded by the National Institute for Occupational Safety and Health. We serve a seven-state region consisting of North Dakota, South Dakota, Nebraska, Kansas, Iowa, Missouri, and Minnesota. Can you describe what a typical cattle feed yard looks like? A cattle feed yard or a cattle feedlot is an animal feeding operation. A feed yard is a place where cattle are fed a ration of grains and other nutrients so that they can gain weight quickly and efficiently and eventually become beef for human consumption. Typically, the animals will spend three to six months on the feed yard before they are actually sent to a meat processing facility.
0: What are the typical working conditions of a cattle feed yard?
1: Cattle feed yards are outdoor operations. We're not talking about an indoor barn where you're housing animals or things like that. Typically, feed yards are large operations that are divided into pens. Each pen will hold a certain number of animals, and operations can range in size from a couple of hundred head of cattle to 80 plus thousand head of cattle here in the Midwest, in Nebraska, in particular in Kansas, we have some of the highest numbers of cattle on feed in the country. Usually Nebraska ranks second and Kansas ranks third in the United States, only ranking below Texas for the number of cattle on feed. yards, as I mentioned, are outdoors, which means that you have to deal with a lot of weather conditions. It can be hot, it can be humid, it can be cold, it can be snowy, it can be rainy, it can be muddy, I mean, you name it, and you're going to face it. There are also a lot of demands. If you're feeding animals, and especially in the case of a large at a lot of animals, that creates a lot of pressure because those animals need to be fed multiple times a day, right? Think about us as humans. We want to eat a couple times, maybe three, maybe more times per day animals are the same way. And so they need to be fed multiple times. So there's a constant kind of cycle that goes on on the feed yard and developing the rations, delivering the rations to where the animals are, checking all of the animals each day for their health and their well-being. Also looking at how far they've come in terms of growth or their readiness to be sent to market.
0: Definitely not a nine to five Monday through Friday kind of job.
1: No, no. A lot of the people that we've talked to typically work six days a week and usually about 10 hours a day. So about a 60 hour week. Sometimes you'll work 13 days on and get one day off. It is pretty intense in terms of the number of hours. Agriculture is typically intense in terms of the number of hours, but when you're taking care of animals, I think that's a different level. Mm -hmm. Cattle are a huge market and a huge economic engine for the United States and for our area, our region of the country. They estimate that there's about $67 billion of cash receipts that are associated with the beef industry, which translates into over a trillion dollars of economic impact. So the beef sector is really incredibly important to the United States as a whole.
0: Oh, it sounds like it has major impacts on the economy. Absolutely. What makes feedlot workers more vulnerable to injuries occurring on the job?
1: Feed yards are risky places. We think about agriculture being a 3D industry, dirty, demanding, and dangerous. What makes feed yards dangerous? One, you have a huge concentration of animals and you're dealing with these kind of all weather types of conditions. You've got long hours. That people are working and there's kind of a constant need for recovery and a lot of fatigue and stress that are associated with that type of work and having very little time to recover outside of work to interact with family or friends or do things that people enjoy doing to reduce that level of stress that people feel. In a recent research project that we conducted, we found that of the Latino immigrant workers that participated, so we had 243 Latino immigrant workers who participated in this study, we found that about 72% of people reported that they had been injured on the job. This is incredible. Almost three-fourths of the people that we talked to said they had some sort of injury on the job. Oftentimes, these were bruises or cuts related to animal handling or the animal handling facilities like the gates or the chutes where the animals are coming through. We also did hear about sprains, strains, needle sticks, broken bones, issues related with electricity, and other types of heavy machinery. There's a lot of different ways that you can hurt yourself. For those who are a little bit unfamiliar with agriculture, there are just a multitude of ways that you can get hurt, and feed yards are no exception to that. And oftentimes what we found is that training can be missing or Mm -hmm. inadequate if it is in place. We hear a lot about people watching a video, maybe being told, hey, watch that guy do what he does, but formal training systems are often missing especially when you think about the demographic composition of the workforce. So one of the things that we've seen in other research and that we've seen through our own work is that many of the workers on cattle feed yard operations are immigrant workers. They're coming from Latin America, mainly from Mexico and Guatemala. There are some coming from other places as well. You can imagine that coming from a different place, you have different norms about how you interact with animals and how you care for animals there's just different practices. And when you think about the scale of production that happens here, it's very different than in a lot of other countries. So we're talking about a large number of animals that are being housed in these feed yards. And sometimes people don't have that type of experience. There are some formal training opportunities that are available, but a lot of times there's financial barriers to being able to access those. And so some feed yards don't have the money, you just don't have the money, and you try to make do with what you have. They're doing the best that they can, but we could and should be doing more and trying to make training materials and educational materials and resources more accessible, both in English and Spanish and other languages as we run into those, trying to think of innovative ways that we can share safety information to reduce that burden of injury. What are some safety measures in place to prevent injury in feed yards, ideally? One of the things that feed yard operations can do is to make sure your equipment is in proper working order. You can make sure that your shop area is clean. You can ensure that your workforce is adequately trained, that they have the information, they have the personal protective equipment and the resources that they need to do the job safely. And there are groups like, for example, our Central State Center for Agricultural Safety and Health, as well as the Ag Center there in Iowa, that are more than happy to be able to help and provide some of these resources and some of these trainings to feed yard operations. So one of the programs that we're developing here in Nebraska is called the Feed Yard 15. It's a training curriculum that's bilingual in English and Spanish, and it covers the top 15 hazards that occur in the feed yard setting. What we've heard from workers' compensation insurance carriers is that slips, trips, and falls is a huge issue. And there's a lot of claims that are associated with slips, trips, and falls. What can we do about that? Well, we can clean up our shop area. We can make sure people have proper footwear. We can make sure we talk about the importance of training and safety and being present in the moment and paying attention and those sorts of things. And so we're trying to do some of those with our FeedYard 15 modules. Those modules are available for free to any feed yard operation who'd like to use those. They're available as PowerPoint slides or as handouts that a feed yard operation could use with their team. Those are great resources. Thank you.
0: Are there any other safety or health concerns that workers in the feedlot industry may experience that might not be so obvious?
1: Animal handling injuries probably are obvious injuries, right? I think some of the other less obvious types of health and safety concerns are related to stress, are related to mental health, are related to having that ability to relax and recover from a day's work. There's a lot of physical strains that happen in this type of environment, but there's also a lot of mental stress that goes along with it. As a field, we tend to focus a lot on the physical injuries that we can see. If you have a broken bone, you have a bruise, you got a concussion, we can see all of that. And sometimes the emotional stress and the mental stress that goes along with these types of occupations goes unnoticed. And I think we need to pay more attention to those sorts of things. What are your overall safety recommendations to cattle yard workers? Well, some of the safety recommendations are to slow down, take your time. I know there is a lot of time pressure and there's just a lot of stress that people feel, but sometimes things don't quite have to be done so fast. And what we hear a lot is people say, well, you know, I'm under pressure. I've got this time pressure that I have to do this and I have to do it now. But you can slow down, breathe, think about things before you actually act. And that's one of the best recommendations that we can give. Make sure your equipment is in proper working order. If you're using animals like horses, make sure that they're trained for that type of environment. We've heard sometimes that people bring horses onto the feed yard to break them and to train them. The feed yard operation is probably not the best place to train your horse. Safety doesn't have to be difficult right? Safety just takes time. And as many of the feed yard operators will tell us, it takes some common sense. And there's a lot of things that we can do to be prepared and to make sure that everything is safe before we actually engage in the type of activities that need to be done for the day. We recommend that people stop, that they think, and then they act.
0: Thank you so much, Athena, for discussing typical workplace characteristics of feed yards. Tune back in to the Farm Safe podcast for the second part of this conversation. In the second half, we will discuss more safety considerations when working on feed yards. We want to hear from you. Share your stories about health and safety issues on the farm, about injuries that have made you change the way you work, or about the ways you keep yourself and others safe on your farm. Also, let us know if there are any topics that you want to hear about on the air. You can visit our website at gpcah.org or email us. Original music for the FarmSafe podcast was written and performed by Ben Schmidt. This work was funded by the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, part of the National Institute for Occupational Safety and Health's Great Plains Center for Agricultural Health.